a family. It's a series that Sophie kick-started for us last week. And I'll tell you what, she booted it straight out of the park. It was awesome. Connect Group was pumping this week because we had a lot to talk about. We had a lot of things to talk about, and it really stirred our hearts. We, um, it brought up some good memories. It brought up some not-so-good memories, but also it brought healing. And this morning, before we start, I just want to pray specifically, God, that you would have your way in this service. We thank you, Lord, that even as we sang that song, Come, Holy Spirit, we believe, Lord, that right now, that by your Spirit, you are in this place. You are moving, and you are touching hearts, and you are healing minds and bodies, Lord God. We ask, Lord, that as we delve into your word this morning, that you would stir us, that you would wash us with your word, and that we would know that we belong to you, that you have purchased us at such a high price. Let us not take for granted this gift that you have given to us, but you have purchased for us eternal life in Jesus' name. Amen. We are family. And this morning, family is a, is a great word. And not only does it describe a grouping together of relatives, you know, there, there are lots of other organizations that try to um, capture this idea. And they call themselves sporting clubs, or they call themselves um, archery clubs, or motoring enthusiast clubs. All these different things, they try to uh, foster some kind of family. But my question to you this morning is, what does family mean to you? What does family mean to you? As I let that settle, I know that right there, there can be a lot of emotion. Not everyone would have had a good experience growing up. And you know what? God bless you if you did. But you know what? You're here this morning and you didn't have a good experience. I want to tell you that God heals. He heals and he is the hope for us. He gives hope to the hopeless. He is the father to the fatherless. He goes beyond, above and beyond. You know, I just want to stir you that hopefully it was good. But either way, God will meet you where you're at. And that's why we have an altar. Because in a short while, in a very short while, this altar is going to be a place where you are welcome to come, that you're welcome to come and that you are to come and you can talk to Jesus, that you can enter in. And this morning, I just want to stir your hearts because this has stirred me. This is my, one of my favorite, favorite scriptures of all time. And it's very telling because it was a very pivotal moment in my life as a new believer. The Bible says in the Gospel of John, which is always a good start, the Gospel is good news. This is good news this morning. John 14, we're going to read verses 1 to 6. I'll be reading from New King James Version. You can follow along if you'd like. And the Bible says, Let not your heart be troubled. For you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. 
that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And then Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And then Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to hold on to this very first verse. Let not your heart be troubled. You know, as families and as individuals, we all belong to a family. We have a surname, whether we have... um, been brought up by a traditional mum and dad. But you know, family. there are many family types that exist today. There's the, the nuclear family. This is the traditional type of family structure, a mum and a dad, and then the children. Uh, this family consists of two parents. Two. The single parent family is more common today. This is where we get the blended family. The blended family can be a family that has possibly, they're joined together again, and there could be children from both sides There is an extended family and the grandparent family. Those grandparents are step in and fill the gap because they see. And, you know, I've heard it said that grandparents are like children's lawyers. We always heard that, you know, like you're raising your kids. You go, no, you can't have that lolly. And what do they do? They go to grannies. Guess what? They come back. They're bouncing off the walls. They've had a bag full of lollies and all of this, you know. So you know that they're like lawyers, right? But you know what? They're family. And we go, oh, yeah, that's grannies. That's what they do. Even in the mixture of different families, there is a desire for structure and order. And God gives us that order. God gives us that confidence. God gives us that structure. We can see uh, by the various types of examples of family structure that are recognized today that sin, that dirty word, sin, has played a big part in trying to destroy the family unit just like, and I'll show my age here, just like Mrs. Marsh, who had that stick of chalk. She put it in that glass of ink, and she pulls it out, breaks it, and all the kids say, ooh, it does get in. Sin gets in, it destroys, it taints. The answer this morning is Jesus, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And this morning, we are his family. We're the family here this morning. You know, we can go through incredible turmoil and pressure, whether it's home life, whether it's work, whether it's employment or maybe even health issues. I want to tell you this morning, Jesus is the answer. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Who was, who was saying that? That's right, Jesus was saying that. That's pretty bold, isn't it? Yeah, that's like, wow, he talks a good story. Yeah, but he backed it up. He spoke a great story. He spoke it with authority. You know, before I personally met Jesus, my life was filled with anxieties, dramas that I created, and my heart was troubled. Now, I don't know if maybe I'm the only one here that had that, you know, but I I was troubled. There was a lot of pain. It didn't matter what I did to try to fill that gap, but every time I tried something, it just got worse. Put a patch, and then it would rip open again. But Jesus brings healing. Jesus wants to touch you. Jesus wants to lift you up in the midst of the storm. He wants to put his arm around you and guide you through. 
This is a funny um, thing when you're playing football, when somebody is running with the ball, one of your teammates to stop the opponent getting to you will do a thing called shepherding. He stands in between the attacker and the one who's got the ball. We've got the ball. Jesus is shepherding us as we are obedient to him and as we desire to live for him and as we desire to step into all that he has for us. This morning, let not your heart be troubled. Many hearts are troubled in today's society, whether it be fears and worries or even hurts from the past, and you see it. That's why people put up fronts. I came from a generation where we all thought we were going to be rebels. Yeah, I'm different. Yeah, in 1985, we all had mullets. Now it was different. We had the same issue. We all thought we were different. I find it interesting that when we say, let not your heart be troubled, I think straight away, oh, what about a heart attack? That's like a trouble. See, one of the first signs of a heart attack is pressure, tightness, pain, or a squeezing or an aching sensation in your chest or your arms. When our hearts are troubled, we can be restricted in doing things, in relating to others and being a part of a family. We kind of get pulled back. Maybe you have been in God's family for many years and are feeling dry or troubled. And you know what? And you, you know you need a breakthrough. I believe God will touch your heart today. Philippians 4, 6 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. God has a way of escape. God has a healing. God has a touch for you this morning. Let not your heart be troubled. John 14, 27 says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let not your heart be troubled. I want to tell you this morning, the answers are not in medication. The answers are not in going and climbing the highest mountain in the world five times. The answers are not searching like um, Indiana Jones, you know, <laughs> searching for that relic that's going to change everything. No, 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 no. The answer is Jesus. Will you open your heart this morning? Do you know Jesus? John 16, says, I have said these things to you, that in, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Jesus has overcome the world. So we can have trouble and we can have turmoil, but we know that the God whom we serve has overcome all of that. In my father's house, I want to look at this. This is, this is, a, this is a classic, and I love this, and I, I hope it sounds okay if I say it's a classic because I really love this. In uh, John 14, verses 2 to 4, 
The Bible says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. I I was thinking about that, and um, it really caught my attention, and especially, excuse me, um, caught my attention. And um, this is the picture of 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 God and His house. This is so God is here, and so in the Jewish culture, what they would do is that uh, when um, the bride's bridegroom was going to go and collect his bride, he would uh, in the father's house. He would actually have to build on to the father's house. So it was like a a mansion. So it'd be a house that's like a not a lean to, but a bit more than that. You know, like he's built onto the main house. And then when that was done, he would then go and collect his bride, and then come back. And that's how it was. And so when you see this, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for who? For you. Jesus has gone to prepare a place for you. And he's putting a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of thought. There is a lot of love that has gone in to this prepared place for you. And he says, and this is a promise, and if I go and prepare this place for you, he's not just going to stay there and live it up. He's going to come back. He's going to come back and he's going to receive us. He's going to take us so that we can be with him. This is, this is, this is a miracle. This is what... A stirring thing, knowing that Jesus himself, even though life can be troubling, even though we can be trapped in various different things, or we can be uh, in certain circumstances, knowing that even though our hearts may be troubled, if when we believe in God, when we believe in Jesus, that he has actually gone and he started to prepare a place. There's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I think back when I was a teenager and my father's and mother's house, we had all the comforts of home, the atmosphere, the aromas, the memories. It's, it was homely. And so, but you know what? That's, that was great, but heaven is going to be so amazing because it's where God himself is. This is the address. This is the one. This is location, location. This is where you want to go. Verse four, uh, chapter 14, verse 2, literally means dwelling places. Uh, a better translation is rooms, conveying the idea that there is ample space in heaven for all who come to Jesus as Savior. Because he says that he's willing that none should perish, but all come to repentance and salvation. So he has enough room up there for everyone. So the challenge is then back to us that uh, we can speak to those that are troubled in their hearts. We can speak to those that are doing it tough. We can speak hope and life into the lives of those that are lost, hurting, and needy. And know, you know what, even when they get saved, when they give their lives to Christ, there will be a place for them. They're not going to get there and, oh, sorry, we've uh, run out of room. No. 
God has enough room. Has enough room. You know, when I was younger, we didn't have all the latest toys and gadgets, but we had each other. And here we are. God's family. We have each other. And just like families, you know, we, we get along. And there's sometimes there's some rough and tumbles. But that's good. It's healthy. But families get along. So Jesus spoke of this place. He's promised to prepare for us a place where we will have eternal fellowship with him. And also his personal promise that he is returning for us. He prepares a place. And so this scripture this morning, this is the one that stirred my heart when I was very young as a believer. And I went through one of my first trials. And it was, wow, wow. And God, like, leapt off the pages of the Bible to me. Let not your heart be troubled. And just that, ah, this morning I want you to take a sigh of relief because God loves you and he has a plan for you and he has a purpose for your life this morning. Our church is family. We're a church family. And right across the world, every church is a family, but it's the family of God. And one day that family will meet Christ as the bride of Christ And then we go home to the Father's house, the place that he's prepared for us. That's family. And you know what? Family doesn't want people to miss out. When you get something given to you, you want to share it with your family. So there are others here on earth that need to be a part of God's family. Like I said, he's willing that none should perish, but all would come to repentance and salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is how we get the journey of belonging to God's family started. I really like what Millie said about God's word. It's our roadmap. God's word is our roadmap. We have it written down. It's the GPS, God's plan of salvation. We know that. And God has a plan for our lives to touch others. John 1, 12, 13 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Thus, we can belong to God. Wow. Ephesians 2.19 says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. We belong to God. If you've made a decision for Christ, if you've repented, taken, if you've repented of your sin, if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, then you belong to God. Romans 14, 8 says, for if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. It's a win-win. We've got Jesus. He's the ruler. He's the king. What he says goes. 
Psalm 100 verse 3 says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Romans 8.15 For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father, which is Daddy, a term of deep affection. This morning, we belong to God. He has a purpose. He has a plan for your life. He has a destiny for you. And you know, he wants to touch you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to speak to you. And to have a place where we can do this on a regular basis is so encouraging. There are many places around the world where for churches they meet underground, hidden locations for fear of being arrested. But praise God that we don't have to have that at the moment. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. We are family. We are part of the human race, and one of the conditions, one of the things that happened in the human race was the fall. There was a nasty thing called sin. And when that entered the human race, we could no longer make heaven by our own efforts. We needed someone to step in, and that's where Jesus came in. He bridged the gap. 2,000 years ago, he gave his life for us. He went to the cross of Calvary. For us, he purchased for us a destiny, a future, and a hope, and also great news that we can pass on to others that we know too. He rose again from the dead, defeating sin and death. And this is where we, we, you know, we get John 14 Let not your heart be troubled. God keeps his word. God keeps his word. We sang this morning, Come, Holy Spirit. And as we were singing that, God stirred me about the Holy Spirit when he turns up, that there's, there's, a, there's a washing, there's a, there's a highlighting, there's a comforting. The Holy Spirit is known as the comforter, and he will come to teach us all things. You are family. Second Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Have become new. This is a promise. This is a total different direction. This is getting our lives back on track for him. We are family. We know that family should connect. We know that family should lift each other up. 
We know that family should celebrate the wins with family and get alongside another family member that's going through a tough time and encourage them. There is so much power that God has released through his family. We can call on God Almighty to move in our circumstance, and he does. He meets us. He knows our needs even before we bring them to him. This morning, if you're not in God's family, I want to extend an invitation to join God's family. And just for a short period of time, if we could just have every eye closed and every head bowed. I don't know your circumstance. I may know some circumstances, but you know what? God sees clearly. Maybe you've had a lot of turmoil in your family. Maybe you're struggling to come to terms and you want to have the word family redefined. What better way to have it redefined than in Jesus Christ? I want to ask you this morning, are you troubled? Are you broken within? You know what? Jesus is waiting this morning for you. And he's not impatient. He's not, come on, you just need to. No, no, no. Jesus is right here. The Holy Spirit is moving right here. So I want to ask this morning, have you ever, if, you're, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your Saviour, if that's you this morning, if you could just, while no one else is looking around, just lift your hand to signify, yeah, that's me, and, and I would like to give my life to Christ. You can have a brand new start. If that's you this morning, to simply lift your hand. Maybe hold up so I can see it. Maybe your heart's racing. I want to tell you that's the Holy Spirit convincing you that maybe this is a decision that you need to make. If that's you this morning, simply lift your hand. wonder if we could just all stand this morning just for a short time and just as as we stand I just want to lead lead you in a prayer that would make heaven your home that you would know Jesus and if, if you're nervous to raise your hand that's okay but you can say it as we all say it together because we're family and if that is you, and after we pray this, and you pray that for the first time, I would love to have a chat. I would love to catch up, share a coffee, and hear your story. 
But first of all, we just want to pray. And so if you would say this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you died for me, for my sin, and that you died on the cross, and that you rose from the dead on that third day. And I'm asking you, Lord, that you would please forgive me of all my sin and that you would come into my life and that I would be brand new and that you would help me to live for you and give you all the thanks today. In Jesus' name, amen.